0: Hang on just a
1: second.
0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Star Chat. This is your host, David Wallace. We are blessed to be in the company of Lowell Johnson, Robin Rice, and my friend Nathan. And so what we're doing today is we're going to talk about several different topics, And we're going to look at a couple of interesting pictures. And let's just go to that one first. So for those of you that are watching this, I enjoy uh, extraterrestrial cartoons. I have a collection of about 150 really good ones from over the last 20 years. I like this one. This is kind of what we were talking about. And the the E.T. is looking down at the guy going, uh, you're smiling. This abduction isn't terrifying. Like, honestly, I'm just happy to get out of the house for a bit. And, you know, this is in line with my cavalier relationship that I have with them. Uh, one of the things that Lowell and I have discussed in the past, and I've discussed with all my friends, really, is that they have a sense of humor. And it's a subtle, subtle sense of humor. But they do have a sense of humor. And it's almost uh, the kind of sense of humor that you might expect from, like, a, a Jewish grandmother where they look at you and you say something and they go really that's the question you want to ask really so it's like that so i thought i'd put this a wonderful old movie marquee poster up for earth versus the flying saucers and uh, i want to let you know that this book this story earth versus the flying saucers was advised by Major Donald E. Kehoe. And Donald was the first major who produced uh, the Project Blue Book information. He retired from the Air Force with full honors during the process of creating Project Blue Blue Book, but they asked him to step down because he released his first book called Flying Saucers Are Real. And this is right around Roswell. And Major Donald E. Kehoe came forward and emphatically discussed publicly that flying saucers were real. And he was a wonderful man. And when we we think about um, people in the military in the 40s, we have to remember that Americans were a lot more innocent. We didn't know back then that we could conquer the world with a bomb. And there weren't that many bastards. I mean, there's always been bad people in government. But in the 40s, it was different. People were a little bit more innocent. And when Donald Kehoe was asked to put together information about the phenomena of extraterrestrial visitors from outer space, he realized after interviewing some 2000 Air Force pilots that it was all true. And so he put his first book together, Flying Saucers Are Real. And uh, he was the advisor for Earth versus the flying saucers. Now, Earth versus the flying saucers is a wonderful <laughs> film because it shows the behavior of human beings towards this entity that shows up wearing his biometallic suit, which allows him to exist on our planet. And you know, this is really interesting when uh, when Chan wrote the. Adam and Eve story, which is the book about the sun micronova happening and the CIA sequestering Chan's novel, The Adam and Eve Story. Kehoe had a copy of that. And the CIA took the book and pulled it off all the shelves. And as part of the work that Ben Davidson and Suspicious Observers helped rediscover, well, unbeknownst to Ben, this film has a short sequence in it when the species from another world are saying, people of Earth, attention. This is the voice coming to you from miles above your planet. And then it says, look to your sun for a warning. Look to your sun for a warning. So they were telling us all sorts of uh, amazing facts about the sun and how it's changing over the next 50 years and how those changes are going to impact humanity and society. So we can go back. And there was very special people that worked for the U.S. government that leaked information about our future through certain science fiction films. Earth versus the flying saucers is probably the best example of kinder people that worked for the U.S. Air Force that were trying to give us little hints and little clues about things that were going to come. Now, this is a little unusual. This is a, a photograph of a three eyed species, and this was pulled off of the internet. It's a few years old, but it was new to me. And if you look at his fingers, I've, I've blown it up. And if you look at his hands, he has three fingers. You can't really tell by the one by his hip, but you can see the way his hand is on his right arm. And you can see he very clearly has an activated third eye. Now, once again, uh, species that come to visit us are very, very different. Um, I've looked at this photograph very carefully and I've looked at some of the other photos very carefully and I've blown them up to do a pixel count. And a pixel count is when you check the edge of the the drawing or the, the object against the pixelation of the background and connecting items. And I found that the pixel count matches exactly the background. And what that means is that if this was a fake photograph, it would have taken some one or 150 hours to hand phase each pixel. Now, a pixel, when you blow it up into a one inch by one inch square, reveals a lot of information. And it'll give you a, a guideline into matching and phasing. Well, this is not an artificial photograph. I've done a pixel count. It took me about a half an hour just to count the pixels by his upper left shoulder and by his right ear, and that is the ear protuberance. Now, this is an interesting species. He's very muscular, and you'll notice that he has an extra large chest and an extra sort of large rib cage area. This is probably because he has organs or she has organs that are different than ours, and they'll have an expanded or an extra large lung capacity. Here's a little image of, this is a a photograph of uh, an additional 10,000 objects of junk around our planet. Now, here's an interesting picture of the same entity you can see a car tire there laying in the weeds behind someone's garden. But you can see that this is taken from America because of the trellising. They don't have that type of Home Depot trellising anywhere else but in America. And if you look at the tree above him, it's a redwood tree. So my guess is that this is the Pacific Northwest, probably northern California between, you know, Fort Bragg or Ukiah. It'll be in that area because that's the type of uh, redwood trees they have. You could tell by the foliage. So I did a pixel count on this as well. And I couldn't find any variation between the photograph of the entity and the background. Now, earlier in the series I did with Lowell, I discussed how daylight hurts them. Gamma radiation really hurts them. And even though gamma radiation bounces back and forth between the surface of the planet and the lower ionosphere, it's not as bad at night. So you get a lot of these naked visitors walking around in the evening. Um, Because of their advanced cerebral abilities, they tend not to be under attack from things like bear and cougar and things like that, because the other animals sense the, the nature of their type of existence and they avoid them. So he's probably or she's probably very curious about human beings and has never met one. And they've come down to examine us. Now, this is a very good photograph that shows more of the the large chest capacity area. This was taken from uh, obviously someone's backyard camera. And there was no information about who took the photographs only that they have been up on the internet for about five or six years, maybe more. But uh, this is a really interesting picture. In a way, the species is marsupial or humanoid. But in a way, it's not. It's a little bit bit unusual to see such a a human-type face. He has a very slender jawline, very tiny mouth. He has three eyes, and he has a nose protuberance. He has a very large back and very large shoulders, which I believe is probably... A sign that they have an extra lung capacity may have something to do with the atmosphere of the planet in which the species is originated. I've never met a species that looked like this, but very clearly you can see that he has an activated third eye. And this is part of the sort of thing that we have to look at when we decide that we're going to develop relationships. One of the very important things about developing relationships is that in order for you to look up at the sky in your backyard at night and invite them down, you have to remember that they will help you not be afraid. They will give off a eminence or a psychic love vibration that helps you accept them because they know that our evolutionary stage and our species That we're under some false programming and some false truths, and and we've come to expect fear rather than friendship. So when something like this shows up, don't be afraid. This is what I've said. They're much, much more interesting than you would believe. They're like very special animals from a different part of the planet. And I don't like I said I don't know anything about this type of species. The the only three or four that I've met and had physical contact with are you know Weimer, Erom, Kim Jim, and Toth. And you know there's a small little gray blue that's Toth, and then and and Kim Jim is very bright blue. He's four foot four foot one. Weimer is very tall. He's about eight and a half nine foot tall, and he's yellow. And has tiny little dark eyes and a very long, large skull. And eron was a very beautiful sort of mix between a gray and a human with long, black, silky hair and giant green eyes. So this is a, a really interesting picture. I think he's aware that the backyard camera is snapping pictures of him. Um, I haven't been able to find any other pictures of it, But I thought it was fascinating. And we'll just sort of leave it on that for now. Because that's a lot. Anyone can rewatch this and screenshot it and have a look. But when I am looking for peace and peace of mind, when I meditate and when I need solace, I go to my own private fish pond. I go to a koi pond, but it exists here. And this is pretty typical of the images that I see. I thought that was so pretty, it just made me relax as soon as I saw it. So I thought I'd put that up while we spend the rest of the evening talking. Lowell is excited to share special entity photographs that we have. And Nathan and I have some that we probably will never release because we've been asked not to. But the most important thing to remember, you guys, is that my experience is my own when you develop your own friendship with a species from another world, then that becomes your special identity and your special time. That means that you can open up pathways and doorways to off-world experiences. All you have to do is go outside and look at the sky and release your heart and start speaking to them. Now, I have good news from a friend of mine who lives in Central Europe. Uh, He sent me a wonderful photograph of a beautiful, beautiful Beyond Earth sentient who is on the next door neighbor's roof sort of waving to him. And he had been looking up at the sky for 14 months every night, except for when it's, you know, chucking down freezing snow or freezing rain. But diligently for 14 months, he went outside every night. And this is what I'm saying. This isn't something that you just sort of approach like, oh, I'm going to go out and have some special communication. Well, maybe you are. Maybe you're going to go out on the first night and a interstellar conveyance is going to come down and pick you up just like that. I mean, that would be cool. My experience took many months. It took seven months before we started even seeing reoccurring interstellar conveyance come above our house. And then a couple months after that, they came and collected me. So they'll develop a relationship with you based on your own ability to accept them. And all we have to do to accept them is to acknowledge them. So, my friends, what I'd like you to do is really think about what you're interested in as far as the beyond earth sentient community. We mustn't just sit in our homes and have a nice big meal and say, oh, I know that there's a guardian angel who's going to save us. Well, yeah, okay there are guardian angels that want to save us, but there's also guardian angels that want us to act and they want us to act on our good feelings and our good vibrations and do things to make this a better world to live on, on a daily basis. Everything that we commit to everything that I commit to is a solemn event. I don't waste my time. I know that Lowell has his agenda with his people I know that Robin speaks to Spirit to understand absolutely her kingship and her queenship of her own life. And that Nathan also has his experience, and he's actually has many experiences, but whenever Nathan is interested in sharing any of that, that's up to him. I'm not going to embarrass him and say, hey, tell us about this, 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 and this. You see, when it's real, it becomes an interpersonal relationship. These are holy, sacred experiences for all of us. Speaking of holy, sacred experiences, I just went on to Vivian Chauvet's channel. And oh, my goodness, Vivian uh, has had some wonderful stuff happen to her in Egypt. And we're lucky to announce that Vivian will be my guest on Star Chat on the 14th of December. So I believe that's next Thursday, isn't it, Lowell?
2: Uh, It is. Yes, it is.
0: Terrific. So we're really looking forward to that. Vivian is special because she's legitimate. She's an Arcturan hybrid. That means that she has an Arcturan soul and that there was a pact made over a thousand years ago that she would be born into this life at this time. And she's doing good works of healing and good works of training humankind how to meditate to reach their higher selves. Vivian is an amazing healer. She's one of my dearest friends, and she's also a very powerful clairvoyant. So Vivian and I are connected a lot. It's almost like spooky when we think of each other, all of a sudden the phone rings. And it's a lot like what I have with Nathan and what I have with Lowell. Um, I haven't developed that type of psychic communications with too many of my other contacts because it, it does take a lot of effort to make it. Flow easily. Uh, Nathan and I have uh, have this really really easy going. This has been going on for a long time, but I think it's due to our contact experience.
1: Yeah, it's cool, man. Pretty cool. Definitely cool.
0: I, yeah. So when when uh, we talk about having a relationship. It's a beautiful thing when it happens. But what I'd like to see is more than 10 comments. I mean, Star Chat's beautiful, and I like to sit and talk to everybody about the experience and to give people some of the fundamental keys and some of the tools they require to have these extra relationships. But I'm really starting to wonder how many people actually go out in their backyard and stare at the sky. I'd like to see in the comment section, please, you guys, tell us, are you going out and are you reaching up to the sky? Are you having any results? Are you feeling any communication to your heart? Are there any special communications to your mind? Let us know. It's no great effort for me to spend an hour a week or a little bit more every week talking to everybody because... I want you to have the same divine experience that I have. But that's if you're interested in leaving the earth. That's if you're interested in asking them if you have a higher role to play, which involves them. I needed to know desperately because I always thought that there was something going on that I was involved with, but couldn't quite put my finger on it until they came down and explained everything. And I'm so glad they did. That's what worked for me. Now, there's so many light workers and so many healers and teachers and gurus out there that we can all follow for our own salvation but i don't want star chat to turn into oh look you know dave's put up a photograph isn't that cool and then that's all because i even though i hope that this is some entertainment for people I'm really hoping that people that watch Star Chat and listen to this podcast are people who are interested in meeting species from other worlds because it's all real. It's all true. And we've been put up in a society that doesn't want us to believe in anything outside the box. Church and state, right, Nathan?
1: Oh, yeah. Dreams, too. Pay attention Absolutely. to dreams. Absolutely. They're a great place to, to uh, meet in the middle. The veils. And sometimes it's a more comfortable place for a lot of people as opposed to something you see in physical. It can be much different in the dream state, be more subtle in the beginning and easier for both parties. And and that's a really nice place to meet the dream state.
0: Yeah. It's a comfortable area. And okay it's a great way to awaken people to their distinct physicality and their distinct mindset, because in a dream while you're astral projecting or even at home and they come and visit you, they can enter your dream and share gifts and share love and show you images of their world and their hopes and their technology. And it's a great way to introduce us. And, you know, that works because there are people who are afraid of great change. And meeting a species like the one in those photographs, it could be quite shocking. But trust me, they, they help you ground yourself and they help you feel the beauty of all life. And when you start meeting different species, you realize that there's no greater proof than the fact that we're all connected in a universal consciousness.
1: Yeah, That interconnected web of energy, sometimes referred to as the cosmic web. That right. before. Interconnective web of energy connects all things. Right. Space. This, I think, you know, the telepathic communications, the knowing that, for example, I, I want to talk to David, and Dave's like, oh, he hears it. And then he'll call me if he's available, or vice versa. This is just a simple example. There is Deep connections you form with people, animals, very close friends, loved ones. It's it's a type of love. It's a deep love is can come in so many different forms. Love your son, your daughter, your wife, your brother, your sister, your friends, your animals, your ET friends. I mean, there's so many different types of friends, right? You can have. And that's like a connection. And I think when you have these interactions with These beyond sentient beings, whether it's in the dream state or however it is, it does do something to your, the tuning fork in your brain, so to speak. It's like a muscle starts to get exercised and that channel is now open. And then, and then you meet someone. And I think Dave told me one time, you know, they do something to your chest and your heart and he can see that. And, and, and it does something to you. So that communication channel. Is sort of turned on now, and then when you meet someone, and and sometimes you meet people, and it's like <clears throat> you feel like you've known them for a long time. You're like, it's just great to be around them. The communication level is is the same. I wouldn't want to say higher or lower; it's just same. It's just good. You can communicate on a level that you can't with a lot of people, and understanding of things and sharing of information, and then you develop this great connection and. Um, I, and it is a form of love connection, and um, and these other beings are aware of this, and and they can see it between us, and they can see it between our animals, and 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 they, gosh, they're more aware of our souls uh, than we are by far. I think they are aware of our past lives, and way more than we're aware of about ourselves, and and they can sense and feel and see it all. And access these different. Um,
0: I think I think that intuition is absolutely correct. Many of the visitors that we have, who have been guiding humanity for many years, have uh, evolved in such special, different ways that allow them to have a longer existence in their corporeal form, or their physical form, and even their their spirit form. Because you know, some of these beings that are made of light like the ancient ones, they uh, exist almost eternally. and so they've seen us since the very beginning. and that's one of the reasons one of the reasons they cherish uh, relationships with human beings that have a possession of love because when you possess a spot of uh, kindness, that means that you are rooted deeply into the purpose of life and rooted deeply into the purpose of having an ancient genetic record or an Akashic record. When you have a very close connection to Gaia and to all of the creatures and to your family, they are really, really looking for human beings that have a high sense of family values, a high sense of values of the importance of all life. And they just love it when we are given options but we always choose to stick around for our children. I've been asked several times if I was you know, ready to go. They know that I'm sometimes unhappy with, with what's going on with humans, and I'm not sure that the role I'm playing is, is helping that much. But when they ask me if I want to go, and this means to go back to Bro Uh, I always tell them no, because I want to stay here for my son. And, you know, they look at me and they say, you know, David, that's why we love you. And that's always the last thing they say to me before they just sort of vanish into another dimension or turn into a light and then go through my glass sliding doors. And this is a repeat thing. Uh, They're coming into my home on January 7th. And so that's my my big visit day. It'll probably be Toth, and that's how he arrives. He comes in the form of a big, bright blue orb, and then he materializes in front of me. And it doesn't matter how many times I try and get the picture taken of that. uh, The energy that comes off of that shuts down the TVs and the Internet for the entire, like, condo complex that I live in. So it's just a waste of time trying to record that event. And it's kind of a private thing, too, and I think I finally understand the, the need to have a special type of picture and a special type of video that all people can accept. Because as a species of human, all of us are truly connected by the universal consciousness. We're all the same. We're all beautiful, beautiful souls Who deserve to have a beautiful life full of love and compassion. All of us have this beautiful gift within us that allows us to forgive and behave kindly to one another. But they understand that there's only certain types of ways to introduce themselves to us. Robin? You
1: gotta unmute, Robin.
3: I, I, yeah, I unmuted. What do you, you know, they do, they communicate in all kinds of different ways, you know, and they, and I'm just enjoying everything that you have to say because they do, um, they feel sense, breathe, know all of our higher loving. And when we are, um, in communion with our higher essence, they want to interact with us. And, um, well put we do not have to be of um perfection but when we are in um full knowing of the essence of who we are and are in choosing to be of the greatest aspect of our beloved essence and it is a, a constant um not a battle but it is a it is a struggle to to be and stay in that highest of communion with our essence our beloved love and divine light and they are very grateful when we are um in constant not really trial they're they're saying trial but but working the workings of that loving, you know, when we just let it all flow by and give up, um, it makes them feel sad and we don't have to be in perfection, but if we are working our loving to be of the highest, they are just very grateful for us for continuing to try.
0: That was beautiful. It really was. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, On listening to my friend Vivian, she brought up the very important point that same thing that Nathan brought up with me and the same thing that both of you, Lowell and Robin, have brought up, is that 2024 will be a, a year of great revelation. And many great changes are coming in the form of gifts for all of humankind. There will be a lot of landings there will be a lot more sightings there will be a lot more direct contact with humans only to let us know that we're not alone and that they love us and there's so much more of this occurring right now in every age group all across the planet in many many different countries in many different languages people in africa and people in south america and people in asia people in russia they're all being visited right now by many different species that are showing care and support because they're interested in the Great Awakening, where all of us are healers and all of us teach ourselves to have patience and virtue and love on a continual basis. And I'm so glad, Robin, that you mentioned that it's a it's you know sometimes very hard work to maintain that field because of the nature of the reality in which we exist we have our corporeal form in this life on this planet in this time frame and as the earth moves forward according to her needs those of us that are going forward with Gaia and the rest of the animals and the spirits we have nothing to be afraid of because we're part of this great great awakening of love This is my gift as someone who's been to another planet, everybody. This is what I can tell you, is that every responsible person on this planet that has a responsibility to some little loving life form must pay attention to the fact that there are many, many loving life forms all around our planet who care. And they care so much for this next evolutionary leap. I believe that all of us will be receiving uh, one or two, maybe even three genetic triggers, which have been switched on, and one of them will be compassion, the other will be patience, and then the other will be understanding. And I believe that even though these triggers are very connected to our emotional value systems, we have finally evolved to a level within our species that we can't go forward one more day. We can't go forward one more week or year without acknowledgement, without acknowledgement of love, compassion, and understanding, because that's truly the essence of humanity's message of kindness and acceptance. And this allows them to come to you and build those skills through experience. They build those experience skills within you through communion, through contact, through communication with your heart, with your third eye and with your soul. And for me, it took, it came in the form of Kim Jim, my little blue friend who sat down with me, healed my mind and explained everything to me, but we're all being moved to be healers. We're all being moved forward to be teachers And we're all being moved forward to be ready for this great change that's coming upon us. And all of us have a responsibility, which I think is very unique. We have a very unique responsibility to everybody who is still waking up. We have to be there and hold our brothers and sisters to the same value system that we hold ourselves as ambassadors. I think it's very important to consider the idolatry and the foolishness of humans can all be stopped just by holding them in your mind's eye. Hold them in the love embrace of acceptance and forgiveness. These gifts that we can produce visually and physically by the very process of the power of thought. And this is the great evolutionary change that we are occurring. It's no different than what happened in Atlantis the great Atlanteans, the ancient ones, and then the ones that came forward with the great change to their minds, the very powerful psychics that came forward, the ones that traveled across the planet and built the temples before the millennia, millennia later of these tribes came in to inhabit them. You see, it wasn't the Mayans and the Aztecs and the Olmecs that built all the temples in South America. It wasn't the Egyptians that built the pyramids. All of the pharaohs that the Egyptians emulated were were the gods. Osiris, the green robot. Thoth, the great teacher of ancient wisdom. These were the great kings of ancient, ancient days. And when they ascended back to their planets after they put the earth the way it was supposed to be, All of those people that worked under the gods and under that satrapy and that system of love and compassion then took over. So it wasn't some millennia later that they had corrupted themselves through greed and control and power, you see. But we were handed the kingdom and we were handed the planet and all of its animal wealth. So we are now reclaiming that sovereignty. We are now reclaiming those wonderful gifts from heaven. And we will use those gifts for the betterment of all humanity, the whole planet. If we're not in it for each other to hold everybody in the same light and to give everyone the same amount of forgiveness and compassion and love, then what's the point of any of this?
3: For their, the, the remembrance, the great remembrance that we're having at this time and the awakening is the remembrance of who we are and the remembrance that we are the kingdom. We are not moving into a kingdom. We didn't come from a kingdom. We are the kingdom that is being remembered at this moment. And the divinity of who we are, the expression of who we are in all things, that is the kingdom, the, the divine um, energy that's flowing through us. We are the sacredness. All of us.
0: Yes. Has anyone ever fallen asleep in someone's loving embrace? You remember putting your head down on the lap of somebody who loves you very much and having their arms around you and stroking your forehead and the side of your face while you fall asleep and knowing that you're falling asleep with somebody who cares about you unconditionally, no matter who you are, what you are, what you've done. That feeling of being with somebody close. It's like sitting on the sofa with somebody that you love, like your girlfriend or your wife, and having them sit on your lap or sort of lay across your lap as you stroke their forehead and they fall asleep. It's the same relationship as a parent has with a baby or a small child, or even a teenager when they're not feeling well. You sort of bring them close to you and hold them and touch them to heal them. This great outreach that only comes from this activity, this beautiful compassion of completely releasing yourself to the care of someone who loves you, completely succumbing and allowing that love to care for you is no different than the way that they feel about us because we're their children and so when i'm in communion with my friends i feel this amazing power of love and unity and every time i'm in their presence or when they're speaking to me this is the 100% underlying theme behind in the background like a white noise this this theme that resonates from them is this un, unbelievable compassionate caring and this is part of the awakening process that's happening to all human beings right now that we have a great need to care for one another and to hold each other and to be close and to be loving and this is a very important nurturing feeling that comes from our great mother and it comes from our divine mother spirit and the divine father spirit because surely the divine father loves you as much as the divine mother. There's no difference because they're both the same. So in living in this kingdom, because we are in this kingdom, that's why the four of us are sitting here having this conversation, because we want to share this beautiful, compassionate light and this beautiful, compassionate place that we will go to. And 2024 is going to be this year it's going to be a great change year for all of us and this is a period of time when all the wars stop this will be a great time for all of us to come together in love and it's going to be a really beautiful thing i think there's going to be a lot of wonderful positive change that begins at the new year which is sometime in the middle of january end of january it's going to be wonderful for everybody uh i'm sure that you guys feel it do you know what i'm talking about this great healing that's coming our way
1: i feel it's going to be a trigger going to be some trigger sure flip other than that i don't know my dogs are sure feeling the love right now though they won't leave me alone
0: (laughs) they're so funny Little sentient, little sentient souls, they're wonderful. Robin, have you uh channeled any messages of all of humanity joining in this great great level of harmony?
3: There's always um divine messages of love and beingness, and they are want to remind everybody that. We don't need to wait for something to come to us to be in our highest of loving, that we are of highest of loving at all moments and all times, and that we are being it in this very now moment. And as we perpetuate into the furtherness of our divinity, it expands, expands in a magnification of radiance um, throughout all people but in our highest of loving in this now moment if we raise into our intuition of who we are the remembrance of the divine loving of who we are the embrace the heart of the 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 galactic core of all that is then we are in the now moment that will be coming because it's all happening in the now moment this very second we right. are divine
0: right right Well, it's so important that everybody begin to see this because a lot of us are still trapped in what can only be described as a, a hamster hamsters cage. I'm not saying that that's that way, but I know that some people still need a little nudge to see beyond the precipice of the box that they've built for themselves and knock these walls down into, open up and join the gift that is the rest of humanity which is your brothers and sisters who love you unconditionally Lowell are you feeling this change of new love and change of healing that's coming on the wave crest of 2024
2: well, you know how I feel about <laughs> when I think the shift is actually going to happen I, I come from the camp that Just look at around you at all of the signs that i think that it's going to happen sooner rather than later yes Uh, i know we talk about things 30 to 50 years into the future not to say that well that's assuming that we're following this linear timeline and those of us that have been in other realms you, you kind of forget about that about time but in answer to your question Absolutely, positively. I see changes in the tribe around me. You, my friend, are a good example of that because when we first met, I was well aware of your connection to higher beings. But there was still old Dave was kind of part of who I met that summer in Shasta. I can tell you over the last several months, that Dave has evolved as well. And to witness that just kind of get extracted out of your tribe is thrilling for me. And so you want to spike a love, just let that sink in a little bit when you see the people around you that are elevating in that. And I, every time I hear you ref, um, repeat the phrase, love, unity, and compassion, not necessarily in that order, It just triggers me because that is the essence of the law of one. That is where we understand how we're connected to everybody else. And if if we can infect, trigger, however, do that with others that aren't quite there yet. Um, You know, we all had our moments. You know, I I certainly wasn't in this mode of thinking uh, until the last four years. You know, so for six decades before that, I was walking around like everybody else, you know, doing the things that we were conditioned to do, um, not really comprehending the idea that Earth was originally this experiment and it was to, you know, see how humans would evolve on our own. Now, that would have been a perfect story had we not been manipulated along the way. And, you know, we're not going to go down that rabbit hole. Um, but I'm well aware of the obstacles that we had to overcome to get to this point. I am looking for the, the day that the shift kicks in and all of the density that we have now in this world, you know, expressing duality and every turn when that is behind us.
0: Yeah, I feel that. I feel that very strongly. I, I also feel that the shift has kicked in. I feel that I understand that, but I also feel like the shift has kicked in, and that's why the four of us are talking. I want, um, I want to reach out to some of our listeners and some of the people that are in your community that have signed on to watch this episode. I want you to know very clearly that there will be a time in the near future where all of us can come together. I would like people to start putting, socking away a buck here and 20 bucks there and five cents here. Get your mason jar out and start putting some nickels and dimes away because sometime perhaps in the late summer, I would like to bring together a group of tribes so that we can all be face to face and to share in the harmony and the light that we generate together because I feel the presence of your tribe, Lowell, I feel beautiful love. I feel beautiful understanding and compassion. And we must now get together to stand in one great circle, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 of us, so that we can be in this love and be in this now, because this is now. And when we actively pursue the now, then the now lasts forever, you see. And we're all connected. But make no mistake about it. Those of you that are listening to us speak, remember very much that we love you, that we are all loved. We're loved by the divine creator. We're loved by Gaia. We're loved by Source. We're loved by our guardian angels, our archangels, and our spirit guides. They love us all. And so we want you to love yourself and feel the love that we're putting out for all of you right now. Because I know that love is a different word for other people it could mean a bad relationship, it could mean a physical relationship. Let me tell you really quickly what love means. Love means that when I say I love somebody, it means that I love everything about them, and that I accept everything about them. Because if you can accept everything about the people in our lives that we love, then there's no barrier. There's no barrier for them either. They can express and feel that love themselves. And like I've said in the past, and Lowell just mentioned, there there is a timeline of events. There's also events that are preordained. And there are events coming from our friends from other worlds that they have in store for us in the form of contact surprises. So there's going to be some amazing changes. There's going to be some big political changes and some big shakeups in different political policy-making parties, and they're going to be for the better of humanity. This is also for this change. Now, when Lowell mentioned some timelines, as a scientist, I create mathematic models and I compare them to planetary movements. I can calculate where planets are going to be 33 years, 6 months, 2 weeks, and 5 days from now. And I can tell you what's going to happen with those planetary alignments conjunctions as they're occurring. I have European planetary models that I can sign on to on my computer, and I can design pathways for new understandings and new contact with different species, depending upon where the Earth is in our solar system, where the planets are in alignment with Earth, and where our solar system is in alignment with the galaxy. Remember that this is the beginning of the dawning of the age of Aquarius, And we have 1,100 years, folks, of pure peace and love coming our way. So embrace it and start working in that fashion every day, every moment of that day. Nathan, have you kind of got a feeling about that as well? Oh, absolutely.
1: It feels uh, like that's the direction I have to go in. It's the direction I have to act in. And it's sometimes ego-mind bites it and and it feels super coarse and then um, you just have to stay in that mindset <laughs> I talk to G. find myself talking to Jesus every day he's stay with me please keep my thoughts that of love and um and that feels a lot more comfortable and correct and right um, and it seems that uh, that is becoming more prevalent every day
0: that's, uh, a, hope- that's a beautiful thing that's a beautiful thing and you know reaching out to reaching out to your God of love is such a healthy wonderful thing to do because as a man I make mistakes and you know I fall from my own grace I, I try not to set up too many too many difficult places for for goals for me to achieve spiritually so I just want to accept the now live in the now and bring my divine sense into the divine sense of the now at every moment. So when I'm in harmony with my now and when I'm in harmony with the now of love and spirit light all around us, then I know that I don't have to worry as much and I can release my nervous tensions. I can release my emotional doubts about my own performance or about the future of humanity. I can release all those things because I feel the great love now. And so existing in this moment in our divineness and our one with the universe, I don't have a I don't have a suspicion. I have a great knowledge of truth. And the great knowledge of truth is that we're all being moved forward and that we're all being thrust into being awake all of the time. And it's a great gift. It is not a burden. The burden is the bullshit that we've all been fed. The great gift is coming. And that great gift is connecting with the now, the love, and that beautiful energy from the universe that we're all in right this moment. And I accept all of that energy in. I let all that love and positivity pass through me. So anybody on my backside, you're going to get a big blast of love. And it just goes right through me. And I become one with the universe Because the universe I choose to exist in is one of light and one of forgiveness and compassion. I feel like I'm a flower that opens every day in the sun. Or I feel like somebody who loves me has their arms around me and they're holding my head or holding the side of my face. And they tell me how much they love me because I have a good heart. And that feeling is coming to all of us no matter what's happening at this moment, that good feeling is happening. And those triggers are going to start switching off in 2024. Let me tell you, and all of you are going to start reacting differently. You're not going to have to struggle with being angry. You're not going to have to struggle with being fearful. All of a sudden, you're going to feel a lot more brave. And I think that This genetic trigger that's coming in because of both our evolutionary process as a sentient species, but also from the help that we're, the divine assistance that we're receiving on a daily basis is in our favor. And these new beginnings of permanency are all being working for us. We're being led towards a permanent new life of constantly being awake, constantly feeling good, Constantly never having to ever fall backwards into fear and sloth and greed and any of the things that identified our spiritual beginnings as an earlier burgeoning species. I see these things disappearing forever. I see all of humanity coming forward as a great white light shining like a beacon through the universe. And I want everyone to understand that if you feel this and you start to look for this, Then you will start to see it. And boy, I tell you, it's really got me in a really solid, good place right now. And this is where I choose to stay. I choose to stay in the now, in the now of universal love and the now of universal compassion.
1: And maintain your level of productivity at the same time.
0: (laughs) Keep making those pies, baby. He maintains the level of
1: productivity. Let's keep functioning. Keep moving. Keep doing things. Sure. Yeah.
0: Well, we're coming up on an hour. Does anyone have anything to say that they'd like to share? We have another 10 or 15 minutes to go before we sign off.
1: Um, I'd like to give an example of what I was talking about earlier. And usually my learning comes from experience and so i kind of use deductive reasoning in coming to my conclusions about things and usually from my own experiences experiences with you this one in particular um um the time when when my friends uh knew that s- something was coming for me uh in And uh, part of my life that was going to be very difficult. A time in my life was was coming up that was going to be very extremely difficult for me to handle. And um, they knew it. They saw it. And they contacted you. And they brought you on board their craft um, to let you know. um, And to ask you if you could uh, be there for me and help me get through it it's difficult to even talk about and and it's already been a couple of years but that was a a perfect example that is an example of what i was referring to earlier with our connection and them knowing and being aware of these connections between um us Yes.
0: yes yes and uh Specific messages, the specific messages that gave me that only you would understand, including yeah. those messages of both their body language and how they posture us together in order to be there for each other. Yes, that was a very interesting visit. And they have a very powerful, beautiful, beautiful presence. And um, I was very fortunate to be asked to step into your life in that role by your f- special friends and that was truly amazing. Let me tell you um if Nathan's ever comfortable talking about what happened to him publicly because he's like me, he doesn't give a shit what people think about us. We you know, we've had our experiences. We're doing this because we're honest people and we're sharing what happened to us. But if anybody is an experiencer beyond my crazy experience, dude Nathan's crazy in touch with them and we have times when we go out at night and look up at the stars and we see them all the time don't we Nathan yeah yeah. I mean the ships come down like whoop, right down above us <laughs> it's great it's great and they let us know all the time that they're our friends and if we ever need them all we have to do is call them and this is the depth of the relationship that some people are having with beyond earth sentience robin is there anything you want to add
3: well i just want to remind people they're not just our friends they are our family they are our our beloveds from all that is and so they're one with us and they they feel our essence and that's and they continue to commune with us constantly but they just i just want to remind everybody that they are part of us they're part of our lovingness um, and when we're con- talking about unconditional love, that's just the higherness of allowing all things to be as they are in their purest form of loving. And it's so important to have that true unconditional love towards everything, and it breaks away all the barriers from us to anything, all connections, so that we can be in our highest loving as well.
2: Alice, yeah.
1: Thank you for that reminder. Absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. They're family. Close family. I I, I refer to them as friends. <laughs> I should refer to them as family.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I, I the their their connections
3: thing. much deeper. Their loving to you is so deep and they are they are your family.
0: Right. I mean, this is one of the reason I sort of I'm trying to change some of the jargon that's knocked about within our family, and and you know I I'm not a contactee. I'm a star child. I belong to the family. You know, I'm a star child, and my family is from the Taurus cloud, and some other families are from Lyra, some are from Cygnus, all you know from uh, uh, the Pleiades, Arcturus, you know Vega. So it's our family. And so we represent our families. And there are many, many families. And they're all full of love and hope. Lowell, would you like to say anything before we say goodnight?
2: You know, I was just um, taking in what Robin kind of um, ended with. And I think that's where we should end. There's a... (laughs) I have a drive now to help people get to this same level. Um, it, it, over the last few years, it's been a real tightrope. To half of me wants to let everybody know what's going on, and I've had to have my colleagues and my friends and people say, you know, they're not ready for all. And as much as I want everybody to be able to understand it so we can have these conversations with a lot, a broader audience, they're just not ready. But in order to make them ready, um, we share these experiences so that they know that they're real. When they listen to us, you know, the people that have known us all our lives, we're going to still sound like the intelligent people that they've always known. We've just had extraordinary experiences. But I want to just cop this off by pointing out again, what Robin said, we're connected to all of them. The reason that they're here is to assist. And so uh, I can't wait until greater context takes place, but we've been, we were given the heads up about that last year. So I'm not surprised that it's taking greater form. And that's why I've, kind of just look back to Dave for instructions on how this is done. Last week's podcast, again, I felt was kind of for me because I reached out to Dave. Um, when, When the door was open for me to be able to have these conversations with Beyond Earth Sentience, I'm ignorant about how to go about it. So I started to, you know, copy the things I'd seen in, you know, UFO tours, and Dave quickly corrected me on how to actually reach out. It's not with a laser beam; it's with our hearts. And right. you know, Dave proved how that works. Um, what two weeks ago, after the last podcast, and he went out and filmed actual contact. And when you break down what took place there. Whatever that was, as soon as Dave said hello, responded. So um, Dave's been talking about it, and now we've demonstrated it. Uh, I don't know how much more evidence we need to give to people that this is actually taking place.
0: Thank so. you, thank you so much. Yes, and I can. I'd just like to add before we say goodnight to each other, is that uh, I know the one thing that everybody's ready for. I know the one thing that everybody's ready for, and it's a life filled with hope, compassion, forgiveness, and kindness. And that's something that we can all relate to immediately. I'd like to thank Will Johnson for hosting our podcast tonight. Robin Rice, you're such a special guest, and I love you so very dearly. And Nathan, what a pleasure, my brother. We will be seeing each other soon for that big barbecue coming up. Good. You guys have a great night. It's been a lovely Star Chat. Look forward to seeing you next Thursday with our special guest, Vivian Chauvet. Really, everybody, I hope you make some time for this one. Vivian has a special message for everybody, and I'll be surprised if it's much different than everything that we talk about already. But she's such a dear, dear person. I can't wait for you to meet her if you're not familiar with her. She's the true blue Arcturian. And she has a message of hope for all of humankind. Look forward to seeing you all next Thursday. Namaste. Have a beautiful evening. And we love you so much. Thanks for signing in. Bye now.